Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks for Monday, February 24th, 2020. Lockdown Blackhawks is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today is the NHL trade deadline. It feels like your team is going to do some things, but as of now, as I'm recording this podcast at 9.30 on Sunday night, the Blackhawks have not done anything yet. Eric Gustafson was a healthy scratch on Friday and on Sunday to protect the asset, as they put it. He will almost certainly be traded by the trade deadline. Uh, Robin Leonard has not started either of the last two games for the Blackhawks. We've heard recently that uh, discussions about a contract extension have sort of fallen apart here lately. So a couple things are on the table for the Blackhawks tomorrow for sure. Before we get into all of that, we're also going to talk about the loss to the Dallas Stars on Sunday. But first, here's how to get in touch. LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. The voicemail number 708-653-0572. We are going to hold Talk Back Tuesday. I think we're going to do it on Thursday's show. Because on Tuesday, we're going to react to the trade deadline. On Wednesday, we're going to react to Tuesday's win. I almost said loss. To Tuesday. <laughs> we're going to react to Tuesday's game against the Blues, which we don't know if they've won or lost just yet. Oh, boy. I have been damaged by this team. So it's looking like Thursday morning will be Talk Back Thursday. But if you want to get those messages in, I'm sure you'll probably want to hold off until we see what happens later today at the deadline. But 708 653 my personal account at jayzawaski670, the show account at LO underscore Blackhawks, and of course the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. We will have a post-trade deadline episode of the Madhouse Podcast later tonight. James Neveau works uh, pretty late, but when he's off around 9 p.m., we will, we will record, so there should be one up by 10 or 10.30, and you can have it uh, as part of your morning if you, so, if you want to. So let's do the game to the stars first. Uh, before we get into the trade deadline stuff, because I'm just going to pretend like something could still happen while we're having this podcast. 2-1 loss Sunday. Um, another really strong game for Corey Crawford. Uh, there were some good, there were some bad. Um, but, but you know, it's just one of those games where it, it's it's frustrating. It's another frustrating loss to a, in a game they could have won. They, you know... I don't know. It just sort of feels like this is where we're headed here. And the team talks about being frustrated after the game and not getting enough done. Like, yeah, it's the same story. It's kind of been the same story every game. And there's been moments where they play well and there's things they do well, but it just doesn't seem to be enough. And I know there's some people still out there that want to hang on to Robin Leonard and want to, to a lesser extent, but still kind of want to hang on to Eric Gustafson and see what this team can do. But look, look what they've shown you. Over the last month, you know, what do they have? One regulation win all month? Yes, that's it. They beat the Calgary Flames 8-4 on February 15th. Their other win was Saturday, February 1st, a 3-2 shootout win over the Coyotes. And then they won the game on Friday, 2-1 in overtime. So one regulation win all month for the Blackhawks. What part of that? makes you believe that they're a playoff team and shouldn't sell. I do think the vast majority of Hawks fans are down with the sell, so I'm not going to do a straw man show and pretend like there's a big group of people out there that want to hang on to things. But if you do have – I don't want to be the guy that shoots down the hope in your heart because I know be, part of being a fan is hoping and praying and wishing, but 
this team has let you know over this month who they really are. And it might be a blessing. It might be a blessing in disguise that they have fallen apart right before the trade deadline instead of right after. Because what if? What if the Hawks had said, you know what? We're right in the playoff race. Let's hang on to our guys here and see what we can do. It's almost better that they let Stan Bowman and the staff and us as fans off the hook with this game and with this month, really. So when you look at the stats of the game, pretty even, right? 33 shots for the Dallas Stars, 32 for the Hawks. Um, you know, but when you look really in depth at the numbers, we're not going to go down the number line tonight. We might do a short pluses and minuses because I know this trade deadline is when I'm, is what's on most people's minds. High danger chances for in the entire game. Do you know how many the Blackhawks had? One. One high danger scoring chance at five on five the entire game. One. Think about that. That's almost hard to do. And it does show you how strong of a defensive team the Dallas Stars are. And that's a fact. They are a strong defensive team. And Hudobin played very well today in goal. But he wasn't challenged very hard, was he? I don't recall throughout the course of the game any really good scoring chances for the Hawks, and the numbers reflect that. And as Hudobin played well, do you ever feel like he robbed anybody? Not really, right? The Hawks did okay on the power play. They were generating some shots, generating some chances. They sure as hell had enough of them, right? But one high-danger scoring chance, one goal scored the whole game, and this is the difference between a playoff team and a contender and what the Blackhawks are. Now the Hawks are eight points out of a playoff spot as of the time I'm recording this. Calgary and Arizona, who have held those one and two wildcard spots for a while now, each have 70 points. The Hawks have 62. And when you look at this team and you look at the talent they have, you sort of have to ask yourself the question, why are they not a playoff team? How is this team not better? They've got two goalies playing an all-star level. They have an MVP candidate in Patrick Kane. They've got a resurgent Jonathan Taves, not as good as last year, but still playing very, very well. Duncan Keith, for the most part this season, has been pretty good. You also have the uh, complementary players of Saad and Strom and Debrinkit. You've got a young Adam Boquist, you've got a young Kirby Doc, but both of which have played pretty well overall. This team should be in the playoff hunt or in a playoff spot, and they're not. And I'm not going to do the fire Jeremy Cowton show today, but I want to know from you, and maybe this is a, another topic for Talk Back Thursday that we're going to do this week. What is it that Jeremy Cowton does well? What is it that he has improved at since taking over from for the team? That's my question. Because once the trade deadline passes, that's the next conversation. That's the next big piece of news to keep an eye on. What does Jeremy Cowton do with the rest of the season if they keep him around the rest of the season, which I think they will? And where does the team improve? How does the team stay together? How do they play once they're, for all intents and purposes, out of it? How do they respond? It's time for Jeremy Cowton to show something. Because night after night, game after game, 
he talks about, yeah, you know, it wasn't great. Yeah, we, we should have come out a little harder. At some point, at some point, that blame has to fall on the head coach. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. Amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. Follow your favorite teams. There's 10 stadiums, 15 MLB teams, and 75-degree temperatures. Check out amazing restaurants and bars nearby, including tons of craft breweries like Four Peaks, Angel's Trumpet Ale House, and Goldwater Brewing Company. Hit the road and explore Arizona's urban centers, ghost towns, artsy communities, and quirky outposts. Family-friendly resorts and hotels offer plenty of fun for kids of all ages. From water parks to horseback rides to games and activities, Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. And if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Lockdown to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Lockdown Blackhawks is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Hawks fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Lockdown gives your company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a locked-on podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Hawks fans and a predominantly male audience that's well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked-On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked-On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockdownPodcast.com slash advertising. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Jay Zawoski with you here. It is trade deadline day. The Hawks have not made any moves as of yet. Uh, now 942. I'm taking time between recording segments to make sure I'm not missing anything. So you guys know I'm on top of it. I am monitoring as I'm recording, but if I, I can literally be up all night waiting for something to happen and nothing happens, so I'm going to do it. If something happens tomorrow, there will be a new Madhouse podcast for you, uh, and if something huge happens, which I don't really foresee happening, but if something huge happens, I'll record an emergency afternoon Madhouse podcast, so you'll have at least one, maybe two, if something gigantic happens tomorrow. So I'll be there for you. Don't worry about it. I'm monitoring it now. Um, hopefully, though, by the time you're listening to this on Monday, nothing will have gone down just yet. But I do, like I said, think some things are going to happen. But let's go over the pluses and minuses of the Hawks and Stars game, and then we'll talk a little bit about what to expect on today's trade deadline. So Hawks lose 2-1 to one to the Dallas Stars. I told you the numbers already as far as shots on goal, and uh, I didn't give you the uh, possession numbers, but I gave you the high-danger chances 13-1. to one in favor of the Stars in, in high-danger chances. Uh, they had a 56.98 Corsi 4 advantage, the Dallas Stars. But who played well for the Blackhawks? And there were there were a few, for sure. I think some, some Hawks played very well. One guy I want to isolate on, I thought Carlson. Lucas Carlson, in his first NHL game, had a really solid game, 14.55 of ice time. None on special teams, uh, which is, you know, probably – par for the course for a guy playing his first game three hits a block shot uh he had a shot attempt as well what i really liked about carlson's game is head up skater confident handling the puck confident moving the puck that's what he's known for he is a puck mover 
Now, he's not the fastest skater in the world, but he's also a guy who's not afraid to get engaged physically and throw around, around his weight a little bit. I liked what I saw from Lucas Carlson. I don't think he's going to be the next Nick Lidstrom or anything like that, but a guy who maybe a lot of us, myself included, discounted this year, didn't look to as much of an option as far as the future goes. But look, if he's going to play the game you know, that he played Sunday every night, then that's a solid guy. You can use a player like that. Maybe a four, maybe a five, maybe a six, maybe a seven. Um, but a guy who can definitely play some minutes in the NHL, play them well, and I like that he has that puck-moving ability. And maybe he's the guy, when Eric Gustafson is very likely traded today, that steps into that puck-mover role. We'll see. It remains to be seen, but I want to um, especially isolate on Carlson. I thought he had a really nice NHL debut. Jonathan Taves, four shots on goal, won 54% of his faceoffs. Uh, was absolute, that interference call was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what that was. Uh, I was in the car at the moment that happened. Then I got home and had to rewind and watch it. John Wideman and Troy Murray were like, well, that was nothing. That was absolutely nothing. By the way, I want to give another plus to John Wideman, who is playing so hurt. He's got a severe sinus infection. I guess he's had it for three weeks or so, and he's still doing the games, not missing a beat. He sounds sick. He sounds, you know, he sounds like a guy who's suffering a little bit, but as John Wideman does, he doesn't miss doesn't miss many games, and uh, he still does everything he can to let you know exactly what's happening on the ice all the time. So props to him. Dominic Kubalik gets another plus. He had a goal, probably should have had two goals, but that bad Taves interference call waved that one off. Two shots on goal, three more shot attempts, two hits of his own. Uh, Kubalik, man, really rounding into a to a. Um, reliable, dependable, consistent scorer. And we've talked about this a lot, but what sort of a wrench does that throw into the Blackhawks offseason plans? He's a restricted free agent. Dylan Strom's a restricted free agent. They're going to need to bring some goalie back next season. So they've got a lot of holes to fill, a lot of guys to sign without a ton of money to do it. So Kubalik is definitely making his case for returning to the Blackhawks next season. And I wonder if he's going to beat someone out for a job. Who knows? but another really strong game for Kubelik. He's just playing with supreme confidence. 23-21 of ice time, including 6:33 on the power play. Really solid game for Dominic Kubelik. Another plus, the Hawks were never shorthanded. Yes, they took penalties, but never shorthanded in the game. So zero minutes shorthanded. Zero minutes, zero seconds for the Blackhawks in that game. That's solid. That's a good good effort. Got to give a plus to Corey Crawford as well. Played very well. Stopped 30 of 32 shots from the Dallas Stars. Once again, Corey Crawford is playing, I think, his best hockey of the season. And again, if there is sort of a silver lining to uh, Robin Leonard getting traded, it could be that, Ro- that Corey Crawford just finishes the season and it becomes his farewell tour for Blackhawks fans because... It's a guy for who too long has been disrespected and underappreciated, and maybe now that they know that he likely won't be back with the team, they will pay him the honor he has earned, the honor he deserves, as one of the best goalies in the history of the Chicago Blackhawks. And if you don't believe me, you don't want to take my word for it, look it up. Go look up his statistics and see where he ranks in the organization. HockeyReference.com. You'll find it there. Corey Crawford is a Blackhawks legend. The other thing, 
How about two Stanley Cups? That's pretty good too, wouldn't you say? Hopefully this last couple months of hockey, Hawks fans will pay him the respect he deserves because he's been an awesome goalie throughout his entire tenure as a Chicago Blackhawk. Now let's get to the minuses. First minus for me is going to go to Jeremy Cowlton, who once again did not seem to have much of a game plan in this one. Uh, Hawks couldn't generate much. They didn't adjust their game very much. They've been a little tighter defensively lately. I'll give them that, but nothing generated. Offensively, no adjustments for 60 minutes. The Hawks just kept trying to do what they were doing, and it kept not working. And uh, JC did not have much to do or say in terms of fixing it. Um, boy, this this last month, for all the goodwill that maybe Jeremy Cowan had built up for the turnaround, this has been kind of a, a, a bleak reminder of where the Hawks are with him as a head coach, and uh, it's not good. Again, one regulation win in the entire month of February. Seven losses so far. Three more games to go against St. Louis on Tuesday, Tampa on Thursday, and Florida on Saturday. All road games. So, not great. Going to give another minus to uh, Alex Nylander, who had one of those weird Alex Nylander games. There's games where you will start to believe, and you see him make some smart decisions with the puck and and play a little bit aggressively and win some battles. Nothing from Alex Nylander today. The only thing he managed to do is get one shot on goal, and 9.17 of ice time did not reg- register anything else on the stat board. Uh, just, you know, floating around out there, doing what he does. I just, you know, I had hopes that he would sort of figure things out and would be sort of a reinvented player for the Blackhawks after that trade, needed a change of scenery. But no, not very much uh, positive from Alex Nylander on Sunday. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, trade deadline day is today. What can we expect from the Chicago Blackhawks? I'm, you know, not to put a damper on this thing. We've been talking about it for seemingly months. But as it approaches, as the conversation continues, it just seems like the pretty obvious things that we sort of have expected for the last couple days, maybe the last week, are what are most likely to happen. Eric Gustafson is almost certainly going to get traded. Maybe for a third-round pick, maybe a second, maybe a fourth. But I wouldn't expect much of a huge, huge return for him. Mark Lazarus on Sunday had a rumor that maybe Leonard and Gustafson could go in a package together. If that was to happen, you'd see a much bigger return, I would think, because the team is adding two pretty good players ahead of the trade deadline, and that's going to cost to get that done. But I think when the smoke clears, Gustafson will be gone for sure. I'm fairly certain Robin Leonard will be gone as well. If Leonard is not gone, that would give me some hope that maybe they still think they can reach a deal with him. So I'm not going to immediately lose my mind if they don't trade Robin Leonard. Because if they think that keeping him around is going to get him to sign, if they want those extra couple months before free agency hits in July to negotiate a deal with Robin Leonard, there's value in that. There definitely is, and there is a um, – you can you have the rights to a player until that day hits. So if the Hawks can't get a deal done with Robin Leonard, they can trade him 
the last week of June, they can trade his rights to a team who, if they already know they want him, they don't want him to reach the open market, and they work out something with his agent. That's what happened when the Blackhawks signed Steve Monitor. They traded for his rights a couple days before and then just worked out a deal. So he wasn't able to hit the open market. The Hawks can do that. So if they don't like what they're hearing about getting Robin Leonard back, maybe they would like to take the extra four months, three and a half months, and negotiate a deal with Robin Leonard. So I think what I would do personally is I would trade him. I would. I would say this is our biggest asset. We're going to get the most back for Robin Leonard, especially when you see a bunch of teams around the league, including the Carolina Hurricanes, who've been sniffing around anyway, had some injuries to their goalies this weekend. I would be trying to move him for some assets. And hopefully, by waiting till the last minute, some team will panic and say, like, uh, fine, here's a first-round pick, right? That's kind of the hope that you have. But I feel, and maybe I'm giving Stan Bowman too much credit here, but I'm feel I feel like if they don't trade Robin Leonard, they must have a very good idea that they're going to be able to bring him back. And maybe they don't want to give another team the chance. And if they trade him to Carolina or they trade him somewhere else and he just falls in love with the city and the fans and the team falls in love with him, they're like, screw it, we're going to sign him right now. The Hawks don't get that summer shot to bring him back. If through their conversations, they feel like, you know what? We're not close to anything right now, but we feel like within the next two or three months, we're going to be able to work something out. Maybe just maybe he's worth keeping around. We'll see. It's going to be very interesting. But I've said all along that the move here is to get as many assets as you can. And Robin Leonard does that. He absolutely does that. He is the most valuable piece. And what looked like a a heating up market for defensemen late last week, it sort of slowed down a little bit. There haven't been a ton of moves going on. And I was sort of expecting like a really action-packed weekend. And I know that teams are busy over the weekend, so they, they play a lot of games and all those things. So maybe they want to wait till the weekend's done to start making trades. But there hasn't been much movement this weekend. The one big trade on Sunday, the Washington Capitals traded their third-round pick to Montreal for Ilya Kovalchuk. So Kovalchuk is on his third team of the season. He had a really good brief stint in Montreal when he signed there uh, as a free agent after the LA Kings let him go this year. But he went out there after really not a great run with the LA Kings. He had nine points in 17 games, three goals, six assists. In 22 games with the Canadians, he had 13 points in 22 games. So not, not a ton better, but he was a plus six in Montreal um, and just more of a goal scorer. And that's what you bring him in to do and now maybe going to a team that is loaded where he won't be counted on for as much offense you can really see him thrive but that was sort of the big move of Sunday night and that that's really it there hasn't been a whole lot more so Monday's going to be a busy day I hope I love trade deadline day I know most Hawks fans most hockey fans love trade deadline day and free agency day but my prediction Gustafson gone Leonard gone And that's about it. I don't see any other major moves being made uh, on Monday. So we'll see. Whatever happens, we will be here with you on Tuesday discussing it. There's also 
a brand new Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast coming out tonight. So you're not going to want to miss that. Full reaction to the trade deadline. Whatever happens or doesn't happen, James Navo and I will be there. Either way, talk to you on Tuesday morning here on Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great trade deadline Monday.